How about ghosts? Do you like ghosts, Ryan? Ghosts are scary. I don't like to talk about them. Hmm, this is going to be a great episode. Oh, boy. How about you start us off this time? I always start us off. I'd you be happy to start us Great, off. Great, start today. us off. All right. Hey, <sighs> all right. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast in the entire world. Uh-huh. Adult Harder. Yeah. You know what? It's no. Take it back. It's weird when you start. Yeah, I'm I start. thought so. I hey, know. welcome back to your favorite podcast in the entire world. Adult Harder. You made it a statement. I made it more of a question. Yeah. I see. I see the difference. Firm. Yeah. I see the yeah. difference. Yeah. Subtle, but there. Yes. Definitely important. Uh, wow. Ryan, boy, oh boy. Mm. Do we have an episode today? Technically speaking. I mean, I'm looking at the, the piece of paper you gave me and it appears to be an episode for sure. I love that you're finally looking at the fucking outlines that I write. Well, you this know, is... you use a lot of words and I get bored. Today, we're talking about how to deal with ghosts. <sighs> All right, I guess. I mean, it seems like something that adults have to deal with sometimes. <laughs> it's definitely something adults have to deal with sometimes. But I I see your point. Mm. Some people might say, hey, you know what? Ghosts aren't real. Yeah, some people might say that. But you know what I say? Mm. That's a dangerous way of thinking. Really? Because how about this? What if... All right, I see your point. <laughs> but here's, here's something, and yeah. I want you to think very seriously about this. Mm-hmm. What if... They are real. Oh. If they are real, it's going to be really important for you to know how to deal with that situation. That's a fair point. Uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that until just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that, I say, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Great. Copyright Ryan Smith, 2017. <laughs> Ryan, do you believe in ghosts? Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, the short answer is no. <laughs> End of <laughs> that podcast. Is a short <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, the, the longer answer is, you know, I, I don't believe in things that I can't see. Um, uh, and that I haven't experienced in some way. I mean, I don't go get in the whole thing. Well, you can't see air, blah, blah, blah. Do you I believe in radio waves, Ryan? Shut up, shut up. I, that, what I mean is I don't believe in things such as a ghost that, that, that people believe are, are out there in the world and somehow can interact with you and that sort of thing. I don't, I don't buy into that. Um, but I'm also not the kind of person to say that they don't exist. That's the other thing because, um, uh, I just don't know. I have no idea. I have never personally experienced something that I would consider legitimately to be a ghost. Are you sure? Because I distinctly recall <laughs> at least one story from you about a ghost that exists. We can in your get house. there. We can get. But no, I, I just I don't think that that I necessarily think there are ghosts. I, I I think that you know if I saw something, if there if there was some sort of uh, uh, legitimate tangible proof, mm-hmm. whole different conversation. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, I, I don't I don't know, man. Well, I just don't know. Look, I got two things to say to you. Uh, First one is this. Mm. I used to not know if I believed in ghosts, Ryan. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they do exist. Then again, maybe not. Then you know what happened? Uh, I have a pretty good idea. I went to this bar. Yep. What's <laughs> <laughs> this bartender? And she said something really important to me. We got to talking about ghosts. She started telling me about Ghosts in her life. Did you go home with this gal? Did not. No. Nope. It's not where this story's going. <laughs> huh. Talking about ghosts. And you know what she said to me, Ryan? What'd she say? She said, everything is ghosts. I have no idea what that means. What I, and this is what I started thinking. What if everything is a ghost? Hmm. You ever thought hmm. about that? What if, have, you, do you, have you thought about that? What if everything is ghosts? I don't know that there are enough drugs in the world for me to understand <laughs> what that possibly means i am unsure but it was i don't know it was weirdly convincing well so let me ask you this okay let me ask you this you know back up for a second how many beers had you had at that point i three i think but um everything is ghosts ryan okay ryan (laughs) ryan clayton everything is ghosts all right so that's number one so Uh, number one everything is ghosts and everything is ghosts and obviously ghosts are real number two um we have a we have a special guest coming in later uh-huh as we so often do yeah um and I, I to be totally honest i don't know i don't know what to expect from him <laughs> um we have someone coming in his name is neil tobin necromancer um i'll be honest with you i don't know what that means it means he's a necromancer but i don't know what it means to be a necromancer i have some thoughts do you mm-hmm. are we jumping into it now no where's it on my format <laughs> it's not on the outline i'm just <laughs> thinking right quit. now i have some i have some thoughts that just came to my head right now hit it well, obviously, as we all know, mm. necro yeah. comes from 
the ancient Greek, uh-huh. meaning dead body. Yeah. Of course. And also, as we know, Mancer comes from, I think it's Old Valyrian, hmm. which means king of the wildlings, <laughs> as in Mance Raider. Okay. So I can only assume that uh, Neil Tobin is king of the wildlings of dead wildlings, king of dead wildlings. A.K.A. The, Ice the king. Night King. Or the Night King, yeah, sorry. Neil Tobin <laughs> might be the Night King. Wow. So he's coming here. This, you know what? It's very exciting, this but just also a little got, terrifying. This just got really interesting, yeah. actually. You so, know what? I, I wasn't sure. I'm back in. I mean, I'm fully invested again. Okay. So no idea what a necromancer does, but he's going to come in and talk to us about, um, I assume, ghosts and dead things and communicating with dead people. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll, we'll find out. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to find out for sure. Yeah. Before we get there, um, let's talk about a few different things. I want to. I want to. There's three main topics we need to talk about today. I think because okay. there are three things when it comes to being an adult handling ghosts. There are really three areas of uh, of concentration. I mm. think. Okay. Number one, how to find ghosts. Let's say you want to find a ghost. I don't personally know why you would want to do that. No. Ghosts are very scary. Mm. Sometimes dangerous. Yeah. But let's say you want to find one. Ryan, any ideas on how we could find ghosts? Um, I mean, I guess you could just like call out to them, like in the like you just walk around a room okay. and just say like ghosts, ghosts, are you there? Okay, that's okay. right. Look, there's no bad ideas. You know what I mean? That's fine. It's worth a shot. I mean, I feel like it's as good as any idea because it's all a little bit of nonsense. Well, maybe <laughs> again though, I think you're forgetting mm. everything is ghosts. Oh right. Oh sorry, I forgot that part. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, you can call out to them. How about this? I got an idea. Yeah. You could go to a graveyard and hope for the best. Oh, that's fair. Especially if it's nighttime. That seems to be a popular time to go to graveyards if you're looking for ghosts well, specifically. Well, I mean, it's certainly a scary place to go in general. Oh, definitely. Day or night. I yeah. Mean, it's not a very comfortable place to, to be. Oh, no. Um, so I think, yeah, if you wanted to spend some time and you wanted to, to roll the dice and see what you could find out in the world of ghosts, mm-hmm. graveyard might be the way to go. Maybe. Mm. Now, uh, I also think there... Am I wrong here? Or have you gone on a ghost tour before? I have. I've been on a ghost tour. Now, I want to I want to talk about a the couple ghost. actually. Okay. Well, I want to talk about these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to point out though that I find that interesting because again, you keep saying you don't believe in ghosts even though we know everything is ghosts, but you've been on multiple ghost tours. Now, tell us what a ghost tour is and tell us why it convinced you completely <laughs> That there are ghosts. <laughs> well, there are. All right. So I've been on two ghost tours. One, I went to one in uh, uh, in New Orleans. I was on a ghost tour there, which is, uh, as many people know or may know, is considered to be a fairly haunted city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went on a ghost tour here in the city of Chicago as well, which also has its um, <clears throat> history. Uh, so um, here's what I'll say again, and I, and I referenced this already. You know, I, I'm interested in the topic because I, I find it interesting and and I like horror movies and I like um, uh, you know like ghost hunting shows and paranormal investigations and things like that I find it interesting I'm not convinced anything actually exists however I find that sort of world uh, interesting, um, right. you know. So I'm I'm not opposed to you're ghost agnostic. I, that's a great way to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not convinced it exists, but I'm also not convinced it doesn't. All right. So what is a ghost tour? What is that? What do you do on a ghost tour? Uh, so typically you walk around or drive around, depending on obviously the the situation. Um, in Chicago, we were on a bus. In New Orleans, we were walking. Um, and they just take you to various sort of haunted locations or allegedly haunted locations. Um, and uh, they give you a little bit of the background and what's going on or what actually occurred in that particular area, um, history uh, about that uh, area, the individuals who may be dead in there or, or passed away in, in that um, in that location, um, with the idea and the hope that maybe something scary, exciting, paranormal will occur. What I will tell you is um, nothing really happened on any of these tours. Um, there, there was one little incident that I thought was kind of interesting that I can mention in a second, but for the most part, nothing happened on these tours. Okay. It was informative. Sure. And I liked it a Look, lot. Here's something to point out though. Ghosts don't bend to your whims. Well, Ghosts work on their own timetable. How do you know? I've who, been told well, by, by bartenders <laughs> who know a lot about ghosts ah, and that is. everything is ghosts. There it is. So what is the thing that you did experience that freaked you out a little bit? Sure. So there was, um, there was a, this was in Chicago, and there was a, um, we were in in front of, I can't remember, it may have been Lincoln Park, actually, which, uh, interestingly enough, uh, you may or may not know, there are dead bodies buried under Lincoln Park everywhere. Sure. Uh, no longer a cemetery. Um, um, so <laughs> um, there was an app on, on, on someone's phone that, in theory, 
theory somehow communicates with the dead in the area and an then app, it can, like an iPhone app. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then converts the energy into words. Right. Um, and uh, the, I cannot remember for the life of me the, the name of the individual that uh, that died in that area, but they were talking about them. Um, uh, uh, the the person doing the tour, the the tour guide <laughs> was doing the. Uh, that's what they're called. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was talking about it, and all of a sudden, the app said the person's first name. And you may say to yourself, "Okay, well, maybe it hurt the person sure, talking." Yeah, that's and what that's I would what, say to myself. Right, that's yeah. what I would say as well. Um, but it was a variation on the name, right? So if they were, just, let's just say it was Michael, for example, the 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 app said Mike. So it was not like it was just repeating what it already heard. So that I found unless it heard badly, because I tell you what, I use Siri a lot, and she is not great at listening. Well, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. But that's what I'll say is that's the only time I've ever thought to myself, hmm. Interesting. All right. So a skilled and knowledgeable bartender saying everything is ghost does not convince you. <laughs> no. But a crummy free iPhone app that yeah. may or may not have heard a word and then repeated it back to you. That's convincing to you? Uh, Convincing-ish. All right. <laughs> so ghost tours are an option. I wasn't drunk. You were. That's the <laughs> well, difference. That's fair. All right. Uh, some other options on how to find ghosts if you want to. You could always talk to a medium, I think. Okay. I've seen the movie Ghost. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's character. Yeah. Rife with ghosts. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that movie as well. Um, it was a movie, and it was good. Well, I'm, it's not. It could. It's. It was a documentary. I think. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's so news to me. Mediums are good. So we're gonna. We're gonna. I don't, again, maybe this is Neil's uh, area of expertise. We're gonna find maybe out. Maybe not. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Um, the last. The last suggestion I have for you, Ryan. Yeah. If you want to find some ghosts. Yeah. Tag along with some actual ghost hunters. Now I know I've never done this, and, and and I've thought about it, and and we've talked about it because I know that you have had an experience mm -hmm. with actual ghost hunters. Sure have, and you've gone ghost hunting. I have done that allegedly. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it. Here's what I'll say: If you're gonna go find some ghost hunters and go on a ghost hunting trip with them, my big piece of advice would be to maybe make sure they are legitimate professionals because <laughs> sometimes ryan in yep. this crazy world sometimes you find a questionable website and you drive down to texarkana to meet with some ghost hunters oh yeah and you show up at the address and it is not a reputable office building like you think it might be but instead it is a trailer in the back of a trailer park and then you find yourself several hours later deep in the woods of arkansas in the dark going through deserted cabins with um, some ghost hunters who are surprisingly carrying weapons and then point them at you. And then you have to get into your car and drive very quickly away from them. Ha! Huh. That happens sometimes. <clears throat> you know, when I think of ghost hunters, that's actually exactly what I think of. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. think of fancy office buildings <laughs> where the ghost hunters have their headquarters. Well, now we know that. <laughs> ah. Okay. Um, also, I don't know exactly how she thought a gun was going to be helpful against ghosts. Makes me think perhaps they were trying to murder me. Well, maybe. So trying to make some ghosts. Yeah, that's one way. Oh, that's a good that's way, a good to, way to find ghosts. Mm -hmm. Make ghosts. Yeah, put it on the list. Okay, murder some people. <laughs> good. Check it off. Um, so you can tag along with some ghost hunters, but maybe do your research and make sure they don't take you to the backwoods of Arkansas near the swamp and <laughs> maybe plot a gun. <sighs> okay, number two. Let's talk about if you have a ghost. That's haunting you. That's in your house. This yeah. is where things get real. I think this is where sure. you know adults need to really, some real tips here. Yep. People don't usually like to go finding ghosts, but if you have a ghost that you don't want, how do you get rid of that thing? It's a good question. It's a great question. Did I tell you about the time I thought I had a ghost in my house? I'd love to hear that. One time I thought I had a ghost in my house. Okay. <laughs> Um, a really no. great story. Thank you. No, um, so I moved into I moved into a new place a few years ago, and um, there were there were two sort of things that made me think maybe there could be a ghost here. Um, the first thing is one of the rooms in the house is extremely cold, and we've I think everyone has probably heard that sometimes when um, uh, someone dies in a particular room, sort of the energy that stays there and lives there is mm -hmm. often mm -hmm. cold, or could be air conditioning. Uh, no, this was in winter. Mm. So the rest of the rest of the house is is of, of you know nice. it could be could be winter yeah oh that's okay. Okay. <laughs> forgot to turn on the heat <laughs> no so the rest of the house is is relatively warm um, and then that room is always probably somewhere around eight to ten degrees colder than the rest of the house um, 
So I thought that was weird for mm-hmm. starters. Sure. Um, however, I think that it's just poor insulation and there's not enough <laughs> heating vents in that particular room. Could be. Or, that, or could be ghosts. Yeah, could be ghosts. Uh, the other thing that happened that I thought was very strange is uh, this happened on two different occasions where I heard this sort of loud, sort of blood-curdling scream in my right ear mm-hmm. that woke me up from a dead sleep. <clears throat> and... The, you know, there was no one that else that it could have been um, at that point. Um, and there was no one on that side of me either. Uh, and it was like clear as day and woke me up from a dead sleep. And that happened on two different someone, occasions. Someone, someone who wasn't there screamed <clears throat> into your ear. That's how it sounded. That's what it sounded like. That's what it, it felt like. To me. Could be a ghost. Looked it up. So actually something called exploding head syndrome. Sounds painful. They, I, oh, it is. It's it's not pleasant. Exploding um, head syndrome. And it's just it's a situation where um, sometimes uh, some sort of a loud noise that exists in your mind, um, part of a dream essentially, uh, will just wake you up. And it doesn't have to be a scream. It can be an explosion. It can be a loud beep. It can be anything. Um, but uh, most people have it, and, and it's something that's kind of an ongoing thing. This happened to me twice, and it, wa- it never happened again, so... Maybe it was a ghost. Might I suggest <clears throat> ghost? Okay, I'll buy that. Okay, sure. So you have a ghost in your house? Yeah, twice. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> or they just stop bothering me. I right. guess. So when you have this ghost, how do you get rid of it? How do you get rid of them? <clears throat> it's, it's a tricky problem. I don't know. Right? I don't know anything about. Uh, oh, uh, Ghostbusters. That's a great option. Woo! Look them up, find them, see what they can do for you. Um, let me give you some. Let me give you some tips, Ryan. You could try around your house, try okay. to get rid of your ghost. Hit me. Because I do think you have a ghost. Mm. Because here's what I think. Because it makes the show more interesting if I have a ghost. It makes the show <laughs> a little more interesting if you have a ghost. Also, I know you quote unquote looked it up <clears throat> on the probably quote unquote internet. Yeah. Full of fake news. Full of fake news and <laughs> fake medicine. You know what medicine is, Ryan? Yeah. Medicine is just a bunch of words strung together by people who don't believe in ghosts and are looking <laughs> for explanations that they can wrap their heads around. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. Okay. So um, popular thing to do to get rid of ghosts mm. in your house if you have them burn some sage yeah yeah i've heard of this people bundle sage together they set it on fire and they wander <laughs> around their house yeah. and they play indiana jones right holding yeah. a little torch yeah well you know it sounds fun I, fun fact i've never done that in my home but i actually did that in my previous place of employment really <laughs> had nothing to do with ghosts though i was uh, <laughs> I, I was taking over a position in the office um in that position uh, it's now my office and that position ha- had a horrible horrible track record of the individuals either being fired or quitting after a very short period of time mm-hmm. literally like seven other people had been fired or quit that position in the time that i'd been there which was like four years at that point wow. <clears throat> so i felt like there could be bad energy in the in there like uh, the ghost uh, of failure yeah now, i don't really <laughs> believe in it um but i gotta tell you after all those failures, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try anything. Burn a little sage in there. Didn't even set up the, sm- the uh, sprinkler. Pretty oh, that's what, that was my yeah, next point. You're going to do this. I was real nervous. Watch out for those smoke alarms. Real nervous. Mm-hmm. And did you keep that job? Uh, I did until I quit. So it worked. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get fired and I, and I didn't quit uh, after, uh, you know, a uh, month. So. Proof. Oof. Burning sage works. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what else you could do? Hmm. Have your house blessed by a holy person. I don't believe in that. Why not? I don't know. Why not? Why? I don't know. Okay. Great. You know what? <laughs> My dad, you may know this about my dad. My dad is a deacon in the Catholic Church. I, I did know that, actually. Yes. Um, and here's something <clears throat> that I didn't know about my dad until very recently. Name it. Uh, and it seems strange that this didn't come up uh, in you know normal conversation with him. But apparently, according to my cousin, mm. my cousin claims to have uh, had a demon or some sort of terrible, mean-spirited ghost living in his dorm room at college. <laughs> Okay, and that's a whole other story. Uh, all right. Apparently, it got so bad <laughs> yep. that my dad went out there, and this is in North Carolina. Okay. I didn't even know my dad. Well, he lives in Missouri. Right. I didn't know that he drove <laughs> to North Carolina. He drove to North Carolina to do a basically an exorcism on the dorm room. Really? Yes. So, really? Yes. Uh, did True it work? Uh, I I guess so. Huh. There are no reported ghost or demon sightings after this happened we need to get your dad on the show to tell us about this because that's interesting to me um i mean i think it's nonsense but i'd love to hear the story i also (laughs) would and i can't believe he still has not told me about this so have a blessed by a holy person you could go learn some spells some witchcraft (laughs) counter ghosts with maybe magic ghosts again magic uh, 
here's what I'll say again. Don't necessarily believe in it, but I feel like at that point, playing go for uh, with it, fire, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no good. Oh, you no do. Good. You say don't go for I'm it. I'm saying don't do it. Nah, nah. it's gonna be fine. It's gonna make it worse. No, I think it's gonna be fine. Let's just pretend for a second that it's legitimate, like that there's a real ghost in your house. Okay. Okay. And you think going and learning witchcraft uh-huh. is the best way to deal with this situation? Yes. You know what? Fine. You know, it's called, it's called <laughs> fighting fire with fire. That's exactly what it is. Yep. And I don't know that I enjoy that. I don't know if you've seen a movie called uh, The Untouchables. Mm, yeah. But Sean Connery told me once, oh boy. <laughs> don't bring a knife to a gunfight. It's a fair point. They send one of yours to the hospital. Yeah. You send one of theirs to the morgue. That's right. With witchcraft. Oh, boy. That's, how do you send a dead person to the morgue? Shut up. You know what? Go learn some spells. <laughs> okay. Next. Um, how about this? You mm. can just ask them to go. Just be like, hey, maybe go. Oh, that's that's kind of what is my suggestion. That was kind of your suggestion. Yeah, you, I said, hey, like, hey, are you here? Hello. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems like okay. Seems maybe that should be number one. Maybe <laughs> it's my style. <laughs> I mean, I go like, could you just <laughs> get Look, out of here, just, please? I would like to sleep. <laughs> um, and this is the last thing that uh, this is the last suggestion that I have. Yes. Which is, uh, you know, it's it seems pretty pretty common knowledge. Should be common knowledge that when there's a ghost, it's usually because that person has some unfinished business. So you know what you could do? Finish their business for them? Finish their business for them. You know what? That makes this a quest. Ooh, I like that. Everyone likes a good quest. It's true. So figure out what that ghost's unfinished business is. You know what? Mm. Got yourself a little adventure. What if it's uh, like murdering someone? Go for it. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but let's say you can't get rid of the ghost. That brings us to topic number three. Mm. If you can't get rid of your ghosts, you have to find a way to live in harmony with those ghosts. Yeah. I have some ideas for that too. Oh, I've been thinking sure. real hard about all of this. Yeah, I know you just you recently moved into a new place. Do you have ghosts at this new place? Not or? that I've noticed, but I will say this: sometimes, so I live in the top floor of a condo building. Yeah, and uh, sometimes at night I'll be lying there, and it will be there will be, I'll get the sound from upstairs. And again, there is no upstairs. Yeah, but the sound from like above my roof of floors creaking. Interesting. Which I'm sure probably has a very rational explanation. However, I might know. I've seen the roof of the building. It's not wooden floors. Makes about no sense. Yep. So, all right. Um, if, I, if there is a ghost, I'm going to live with this ghost. Yeah. Here's some ideas on how to do that peacefully. Maybe you just have some, have some nice little chats. You thinking Ouija board? <sighs> oh. All right. Let's talk about fighting fire with fire. <laughs> Opening doors and all these things. Well, if you want to be able to, uh, you know, uh, communicate with these spirits uh, directly, Mm -hmm. I've heard that a Ouija board is the way to go. Yeah, that's true. All right. So sit down, ask them how their day was. I bet no one asks ghosts how their day was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So now if your ghost is not a nice ghost, maybe having chats is not the best idea. Mm. You should try it because maybe they just need someone to talk to. Okay. (laughs) But uh, if they're a dangerous kind of ghost trying to throw things at you maybe try to murder you in your sleep Whew. something you could do if you have to live with that ghost sleep in a circle of salt you ever heard this ryan the circle of salt no it's a whole thing all right no, it's I, a whole thing i haven't from heard, antiquity i haven't heard of this yeah. and also i don't want to sleep in salt well obviously because no i'm an adult salt. sure you don't sleep in the salt you sleep oh. in the center of a ring of salt you pour salt in a circle around you or around your bed and you have to do this like forever well, yeah. That's a lot well, of salt. Uh, no, however long. Just for as long as you don't want the ghost to murder you. <laughs> so forever. Well, maybe. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't uh, know your life story. No, it, it, help me understand the background okay, of so this. So ghosts cannot cross salt. They can't cross a boundary of salt. This is the idea here. I don't know if this is true. But this I got a pretty good feeling <laughs> I know if it's true or not. But this is a this goes back into ancient magic and sorcery. As you can look this up. All right. This is a big, this is a big deal. Ring of salt... Ghost, if as long as it's an unbroken circle of salt, you make you know close the circle with yourself inside of it. Supposedly, ghosts can't get through there. Is this um, also related to the idea of sort of the the throwing of salt? I've I've heard of this sort of throwing. That's of a salt superstition, bus. right? Is that the, along the same lines? I mean, is it like to to? You know what? I don't know the answer, but I'm going to say yes because you know what? Yeah. Everything is ghosts. Oh, there it is. So I'm pretty sure that's to related. like uh, ward off bad spirits and things like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. I'm pretty get away, sure. Get away, spirit. Yeah. You throw, you throw salt, salt in their salt. face. Well, that seems it's rude, but yeah, you're inviting haunting then. Well. Um, but, you know, rock salt is traditional. If you don't have rock salt, maybe some uh, some kosher salt. You know, if <laughs> you've got some of that lying around. <laughs> maybe you have some uh, Himalayan pink salt. Oh, bust out the good stuff <laughs> for, out the good, yeah. <laughs> for the ghosts. Yeah. So whatever you got on hand. <laughs> Oh boy, that might work. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, if it's if, if it's still being mean to you because you can't like live in a circle of salt, gotta step over it sometime, sure right? Do. Yeah. Um, maybe try to appease it, give it some presents. 
Sure, give us some gifts. Everyone like everyone likes a nice gift. That's a fair point. I wonder what I buy for the ghost in my life. What do you think? Hmm, I'm hmm. not so sure. What do ghosts need? Food? No. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment? Oh, definitely. Oh, maybe a little DVD player. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. A little deck All of right. cards. All right. So you like just wrap it up and you just put it in like in the middle of the floor. Yeah, and but it has to be like the ghost of a DVD player. You have to oh. buy a DVD player, then you have to throw it out a window. Oh. And then the ghost of the DVD player is back in your apartment. Okay. And that's how that works. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So just so, break a DVD player, which is not yeah. a problem because those are like $8 yeah. now and no and one needs It's very easy to break. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid ghost doesn't understand technology. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are going to need also, though, probably ghost cables, ghost television oh. to plug it into, a ghost remote control. God damn. And ghost HDMI cable. Yeah. <laughs> And if you want to wrap it all up, you're probably going to wrap it before you throw it out the window because you cannot wrap a ghost DVD player with actual <laughs> wrapping paper and everyone knows yeah, that. Yeah, that's really stupid. Yeah. So give it some gifts. Um, you could try to avoid it. That if seems easy. If there's a certain room that a ghost likes, don't go to that room anymore. That seems fair. If they haunt your couch, maybe sit on the floor. <laughs> Get a new couch. Get a new couch. Yeah. Don't throw that couch out because the ghost might then come haunt your new couch. Oh, that's Leave true. Leave that couch there. But that's another the ghost couch. couch. <laughs> right in front of it. That's a ghost couch and yeah. you have the human couch. Yeah. And yeah. Sorry, don't don't sit there. That's for the ghosts. Yeah, please yeah. don't sit on the ghost <laughs> couch. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Um, you know, also you could do one, one other idea I had that I think is pretty solid. You own a house, right? It's haunted. It's a ghost. It won't yeah. leave. It's yeah. mean. Yeah. You know what you should do? Yeah. Buy the house next door. That way, you own huh. two houses. One is just, you just give it to the ghost. It's like, this is the ghost house now. And I have my own house. It's like your couch idea. Oh, yeah. Except okay. a whole house. Wow. That yeah, is, then you don't have to worry about the ghost anymore. That's an expensive way of handling things. Yeah, but if you like sell your house to move into another house, sometimes the ghost can follow you. That's true. So Especially if, just, if it's right next door. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, they're going to so they're gonna gonna, know where you are. Obviously. <laughs> so you just uh, you just buy, you, you own both houses. Huh. And, um, you know, you, you know what you do? Uh, you're right. It's expensive. So pay rent. Pay a mortgage. Haunted you know tours. Do? Haunted tours. Oh, Bingo. You know what? Yep. We just came up with a great idea. Yep. This is this is all making a lot more sense now. I'm really glad we once, do this podcast. <laughs> once, once money became involved, you have my attention. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, all right. So these are all great ideas. I'm curious to see what Neil Tobin Necromancer thinks about all these ideas. I'm also curious to see what Neil Tobin Necromancer does for a living. <laughs> I'm also curious to see if he can contact any spirits here in the office in I think this we are studio going to in this building to find out i am so nervous but also quite skeptical all right well <laughs> here's what we're gonna do we're gonna throw it to a quick commercial break when we come back we're gonna sit down with neil tobin necromancer hey ryan Hey, Clayton. Do you like making money? I love making money. Me too. Wow. I wish we made more of it. Me too. You know how we could do that? If people bought some merchandise? That's right. <laughs> Stole it. Are we being convincing? <laughs> yes. Um, what's your favorite piece of merchandise on the site right I now? I got to right? tell you, I recently purchased the Adult AF shirts. <gasps> oh, You're so bad. In hot pink, no less. Yeah, and it comes in many colors. Well, I like I that you went for the pink. For the hot, I, wanted, nice. I wanted to draw attention. Yeah. And I got to tell you, got a lot of nice comments. Yeah. Uh, look, some very nice of strange compliments. Looks. <laughs> well, strange looks, a few strange looks, but mostly compliments because everybody yeah. wants to be adult AF. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what else I like? Mm. The good at stuff shirt. Good at stuff. You know what? Pretty good at stuff. Not bad. Not great at everything. No. Not great at really anything. Pretty good at pretty stuff. Pretty good at some yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the good at stuff shirt I like. And my favorite maybe ever. Yeah. We have a little mug. Yeah. It says grown up juice on yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I like that. Because you know what? Coffee's like grown up juice. It is. You know what else is like grown up juice? Bourbon. Yep. And when you put it in a coffee mug, this is grown up juice. People say, Are you drinking bourbon? You say, No, it's it's obviously coffee. It's in a coffee mug, dummy. Hello. Hello. This is an office. But really, it's bourbon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, those are great. These are all great options. And I say, you know what? Buy some for friends too. Buy them for everyone you know. Mm-hmm. Buy them. You know what? If you hate <laughs> if you don't like this stuff, buy them for everyone you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Ryan. Yes, Clayton. Guess what? Uh, what? We're back. Oh, man. We have a very special guest with us here in the studio, Neil Tobin, necromancer. Hello. Thank Welcome. you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. First question. <laughs> We've argued about this already a little bit. What is a necromancer? <laughs> well, you know, that's a question no one has ever asked me. <laughs> uh, usually the people who think they know what it means derive their definition from D&D, and that's a problem. Uh. Because in the world of D&D, a necromancer is one who can raise the dead specifically. That is their superpower. Hmm. 
This seems like an amazing power for you to have. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not dissing the power. <laughs> But that's a very limited view of what the word means. The word actually goes all the way back to biblical times. Hmm. And in that day and age, a necromancer is one who specifically could speak with the spirit world for the purposes of forecasting the future. They were an oracle. Hmm. And people would come to them with questions or other such things, and then they would speak to the spirits and come back with answers. Uh, the reason why they're mentioned in the Bible is because, as you can imagine, that's pretty competitive with an organized religion, so they weren't really cool with that. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, so they said, don't go see those guys. Right. Uh, so that's the original definition. Now, over the centuries, it's been expanded to encompass any variety of magical or psychic gifts. And since what I do as a performer and my fields of interest encompass all kinds of things, uh, telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, telekinesis, divination, spirit mediumship, mental influence, the list goes on and on and on. You know, it's a living. So <laughs> because I do all that stuff and it has a dark cast to it at times, I'm, I'm inordinately interested, particularly in the spirit area, the death area, all those things. Uh, it made sense to use that name to describe who I am rather than psychic entertainer, which is very general, sure. or magician, which carries its own baggage. Necromancer makes the most it's sense. It's a nice catch all. I think so. Right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, it does mean that I have to define it from time to time, but <laughs> that means I get to define it, which <laughs> right. is good. Nice. Um, so you've never raised anyone from the dead? So we're not right up. Not knowingly. <laughs> not, okay. Which is good. It's probably for the past. Yeah, right? I think so. Ugh. Um, but you do have a you have a great knowledge of the spirit world. Then is that I, safe to say? That's safe to say. I've been very much interested in uh, hauntings and and psychic phenomena since I was a kid. Okay, so maybe you can settle another question for us. <laughs> Ryan thinks ghosts do not exist. I think ghosts quite possibly could exist. Who's right? Well, first of all, wait a minute. No, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's let's take a step back for a second. I didn't say I didn't think ghosts exist. I said I didn't feel comfortable making an assessment. I've never seen a ghost. He's hedging his bets now. Ah, uh, well, mm. all right, whatever. Uh, I, I've never interacted with a ghost, um, so I just I don't know. I I, I lean on the side of probably skeptic, um, but I'm also open. I find it all very interesting, certainly. Um, but I but I just don't know. Good. Well, you know, that's, I think, probably the healthiest area to be in. Uh, not to say that you are not healthy, Loser. Ryan. No, I like it. I like, I like when... Clayton, excuse okay. me. It's, I, I, we're very easily confused. <laughs> yeah. Double Smith. Yeah, I just... Really, all I want to hear is a professional saying that Ryan is wrong. It sounds like you're not, it sounds like you're not about to give me that. Well, see, here's the thing. A, a lot of people who self-identify as skeptics, I understand their point of view in that they feel that everything needs to be provable in a laboratory environment for us to really know that something is true or not. I'm here to say that not everything can be reproduced in a laboratory environment and not everything should be reproducible in a laboratory environment. Uh, just because we have not seen um, ghosts materialize in a laboratory doesn't mean that they cannot exist somewhere in the outside world just like we haven't seen people fall in love in a laboratory doesn't mean that outside that can't exist as well okay but also on the other end of the spectrum uh, there are people who self-identify as believers and I've seen time and again them falling for all kinds of things they shouldn't be falling for I mean if you go back a hundred years to A. Conan Doyle, who was very deep into the spiritualism movement, was lecturing all over uh, on both sides Big of the pond. Big into like pixies and things, right? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, the fairies. The fairies, fairies. yeah, right. But, but, but also spirit photography. Uh, he, had a, he had a big lecture on spirit photography and would show these slides and, and talk about these amazing images that were captured on film so they must be real, which, as it turned out, were fraudulent, and uh, some of those exact photographs were were traceable to news sources, what we would look at as stock photo sources, hmm. and uh, that embarrassed him publicly. So one can be a believer without being gullible. One can be a skeptic without being closed-minded. There's a middle ground that I would just like to see both sides approach in a considered manner. Nice. I love that, because you're right. You don't see that a lot. You see that's very polarizing, it seems, as a topic. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, uh, and, and you, I mean, so it seems like you're sort of more, um, you do this for, um, to entertain people, to, to educate people, um, to, you know, help people kind of understand things. Um, mm -hmm. 
what do you think of people like and I don't want to get into it too heavy but like I mean I think of people like John Edwards or whatever that's like on TV and, and sort of communicates with the, the, the dead or claims to anyway um, is, that, is, that, is that something you're able to do is that a legitimate talent um, <laughs> well there's no question that there are people who finding who are finding great value in that work right. that is not my show that is not what I do right. Uh, but I'm not going to put him down for doing that because he does seem to be benefiting some people in some way. Now, if there are people in his audience who feel that he is in some way violating their trust and capitalizing on their grief for his profit, then that is for them to say. Right. But I'm, I don't have standing in this argument. Right. And I don't mean to pick on John yeah. Edwards only. I mean, I just didn't <laughs> yeah. popped into my head because I've seen him on TV. But I'm sure there are plenty of people that are doing very similar things. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, earlier in the show, we were talking about some, um, some things people can do if they are trying to get rid of ghosts they're being haunted by. Or things that they can do to live in harmony with ghosts being haunted by. So, assuming that ghosts are real... Do you have any tips for people who uh, would like to stop being uh, visited by spirits? (laughs) Maybe, what if we take a step back from that first to talk about why do you think that there's a ghost in your home? Mm. What are the signs that are tipping you off to this fact? Well, Ryan was telling us a story earlier. <laughs> yeah. So I told the story. I told the story. I'll, I'll give the brief recap. And, and again, I, I, you know, I don't think there's a ghost. I, I think there are explanations for what these things that are occurring. However, um, I wouldn't. I would be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind. Um, I have one room in my house, um, a particular uh, room, but also a certain area within the house that is particularly cold. Okay. Um, right. So um, now, I would argue that. You know, it's because there's only one heating vent in that room, and it was winter, and it gets cold. The rest of the house stays relatively warm. Right? Not a bad argument. Right. Right. Um, however, I, of course, have heard that at times, if, if someone has passed away in a particular room, that that, that will be uh, a relatively cold area or something like that. Um, so that was the the kind of the one that, that I had experienced. Okay. Well, uh, just for fun, um, let's, let's talk about what the other signs might be. So uh, cold spots and hot spots are very typical. Um in terms of tactile sensations, those are probably at the top of the list. Mm. Uh, you could have auditory sensations, like the if you hear knocking in various parts of your home, that mm-hmm. that's often reported. Uh, scratching more rarely, but happens. Uh, sl- door slams mm. when ostensibly there are no drafts or other reasons to cause the door to slam, and that that gets reported quite a lot. Uh, floors creaking, uh, aromas that are inexplicable, uh, could be food related, could be oftentimes perfume that a ghost purportedly favored or or before, before the person was a ghost, of course. Right. Uh, Ghosts are very picky about it. Well, you know, and they, and they, they don't have a whole lot of access to the cosmetic counter at Macy's. So, you know, we, we presume that it's, it's a lingering scent from beyond. Um, let's see. Oh, audit- other auditory stuff. Oh, th- there's a great, uh, have you heard this story? Um, Harpo Studios, mm. which mm. now no longer exists right. because they just demolished it pretty recently. Yeah. So it was right down the street. It was right down the street. studios in Chicago. <laughs> well, that place was, did you know that I was haunted? I, had I heard think I've heard that, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oprah actually on the air told her audience that it was haunted. Really? Yeah. And well, when Oprah says something, it's true. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and then they all got a car. Exactly. <laughs> a haunted car, or <laughs> so the story goes. the The reason why that place was haunted and that was traceable is that it was the Armory, which was a public building back in the nineteen teens, mm. and during that time, one of the worst maritime accidents in American history happened on the Chicago River. Right. The Eastland disaster. You, you know about the Eastland yeah, disaster? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Do, you, do your listeners know about the Maybe, Eastland probably disaster? Probably not. Maybe get a little bit more information. Do, do, do you want to tell no, them? No, please, go ahead. Okay, well... The, the, the Ryan sh- doesn't really know about okay. it. First of all, I've been on a ghost right, tour, right. so I know <laughs> okay. all about it. Okay. There was uh, a ship that was commissioned to take a bunch of uh, celebrants from the local energy company down to Indiana for a picnic for just a a summer corporate fun thing to do. And they put too many people on that boat. And at one point, they all moved over to one side to see something off of one side of the ship. And so the load was imbalanced. And 
the ship capsized right there in the river, just feet from the shore, and people were trapped. Hundreds of people were trapped. Hundreds of people died. Hmm. You know, and they were there with their families. Entire families were wiped out. And it took place in a, in a, a shockingly short period of time. So as a result of that disaster, a number of public buildings in the Chicago area were, they had to be turned into makeshift morgues because the bodies had to go somewhere to be identified. And one of those places was the armory. And so that's a, a directly traceable crisis that one can point at and say, ah, that's why this place was haunted. And so the manifestations that were reported by Oprah and other people on her staff would include uh, sounds. Late at night, you could hear, uh, allegedly, crowds, the sound of crowd noise coming from different parts of the of the building. People who are in their office late at night could hear it, and then they'd go investigate, and of course, it would be empty. Yeah. Or uh, doors slamming. And there was even a physical apparition. There was a... And she was seen enough times that she developed a nickname as the Gray Lady. And it was a woman in a long dress with a large hat. So... Apparently evocative of the 19-teens. Period appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty good costuming there. And (laughs) uh, no, she never spoke to anybody, but people just catch glimpses of her. And that would be it. Wow. Yeah. So amazing stuff. Nice. So you get auditory, you get visual. And I believe that her perfume was also detected. So you also get that sense. I'll roll it one. Wow. Uh, and I've had, I had, uh, the only time I've had an experience that I would um, consider possibly ghost related was when I went on a ghost hunting tour with the, <laughs> with the, with the, in Texarkana with the ghost hunters, which is something we talked a little bit about earlier. We, one of the places we went was the Perot Theater in Texarkana. Sure. And um, we were taking a little tour and there were six of us taking this tour, just kind of wandering around because it was a supposedly haunted place. And it was my friend Ben and me and then um, a couple other random people who happened to be there and then the ghost hunters. And then we were taking the tour and we were walking, we went through the house, like down the, down the center aisle and the woman who, the employee there was giving us, you know, general history of the place. And all of a sudden I heard, um, what sounded to me like a child's laughter coming from the balcony. Right. Mm-hmm. So I turned around, but also two of the other people who I didn't know also turned around at the same time. And we talked about, we all heard this laughter. The other three people on the tour did not hear anything. So half of us heard the same thing at the same time. The other half heard nothing. See, that makes it better. It makes it so much better, right? <laughs> and so, and then so the tour guide says, "What did you hear?" And we said, well, "I said, well, I heard the child laughing." And they said it too. And she goes, "Well, that's one of our ghosts." And I guess at some point, a child and her father had gotten caught in a fire, or mm-hmm. they were trampled, or something up there. I don't remember the story because I'm not good at recording details. But <laughs> um, that's supposedly one of their ghosts. And so the fact that yeah, half of us heard it, half of us didn't, but we all turned around at the same time. Like that whole everything, the auditory it was. That's very interesting and very, um, very convincing. Well, I, and aren't ghosts that much more fun when they're children? Yeah. Does, does yeah. It just, doesn't that just ramp it's it up a just a little bit? Yeah. When I was, uh, I did a, a solo performance at Excalibur Nightclub. And yeah, so if any of these listeners uh, have never seen this building, it's on the corner of Dearborn and Ontario in Chicago. It's the former home of the Chicago Historical Society. Uh, it was built right after the Chicago fire. The original one burned in the fire, so this was built on the same spot. And it is on the National Registry of Historic Places. It's an incredible it's building. An amazing building, just yeah. just gorgeous, huge, g- rough granite slabs. The same architect who designed uh, the Newberry Library and parts of the University really? of Chicago designed it as well. And it's just just a Romanesque marvel. It looks like a haunted castle. Yes, it does. It's. I, I mean, it was made. It was made for Halloween. Actually, when it was built, you can't tell because of the pollution and the color of the granite has is now turned this scary, steely gray. It's pink marble under all that. Really? Yeah. It, wow. uh, I've seen old postcards. Wow. I have no idea. Yeah, it's pink. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it used to look a lot more cheery. Wow. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, of the manifestations that have been reported in that building. I did a show there for 10 years called Supernatural Chicago that was all about Chicago paranormal stories. And the jumping off point was talking about the stories about the building itself and what had been reported there. And one of the spirits reported there over and over again, the room directly above the space where I would do the show, which was down in the depths of the building, it was a private room, but directly above it was a room that we, would call the, that we called the dome room because there was a dome on the top of it. And a little girl reportedly had been 
seen time and time again running around the balcony area up near the dome. And I think a, I think a doll was even seen there once. <laughs> that sounds right. That's a, that sounds you know, terrifying. Just how? Yeah. yeah, it's and very strong reactions yeah. to that. Dolls, man. <laughs> I, say, I was about to go in the opposite direction. You were like, "Oh, isn't it so much better when it's a child?" I'm like, "Ah, nope, not it's sure. So it's worse. It's, it's way worse. <laughs> it's much more terrifying." Scary. Well, yeah. by better I mean okay. Right. All right. More. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, more good, affecting. Good. All right. Good. Making sure we're on the same. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so these all seem to be common types of, you know, evidence or you know, quote unquote evidence or real or no quote evidence um, <laughs> about ghosts. Anything other, anything else major that uh, I th- think we got most. Oh, well, you know, there are uh, other less commonly reported tactile responses, uh, feeling a breeze when mm. there is none, okay. uh, feeling maybe even a, a, a tap. Uh, you know, a, a brush through your hair or a tap on the shoulder, you know, something like that. Uh, more rarely reported. But, uh, and every once in a while, and by, by every once in a while, I mean really rarely, you'll get things like, uh, oh, this was a great story. Uh, there was a girl who lived in a town about 50 miles southwest of Chicago called uh, the town of Witsika. Uh, Illinois. Hmm. There, there was a girl there, a 13-year-old girl, with a name you would not believe. Her name was Lurency Venom. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, L-U-R-R-A-N-C-Y-V-E-N-N-U-M. Nice. Lurency Venom. And what she did was astonishing. She was about 13 years old, and she began speaking in other voices. Voices claiming to be messengers from the other side. So this got her a lot of medical attention. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine right. maybe. Uh, you so. know, so a lot of doctors came, checked her out, and consensus was that she'd be sent to the asylum in Peoria to be treated. Well, so as her family's packing, there's a knock on the door. Unexpected visitor. They open the door. Who is it? A man who explains that he had a daughter suffering from those exact same symptoms who died of whatever cure it was they were administering at that asylum in Peoria. So, oh. so packing stopped. <laughs> sure. <laughs> wow. Now, and, and then it gets even better. This is one of the most amazing stories. I used to close Supernatural Chicago with this story <laughs> because after this happens, and she does not go to the asylum, Lurency Venom begins speaking in another voice. And it is the voice of the deceased girl of the guy who told her this stuff. Her, her name was Mary Roth. So here's Lurency Venom speaking as Mary Roth all of a sudden. And the, and the kicker is that she is able to spout information as Mary Roth that there's no way Lurency Venom could have known. Because Mary Roth died when Lurency Venom was an infant. Wow, and this is you know this was a hundred years ago. They didn't. It's not like she could just Google Mary Roth, right? Right. <laughs> no, no Facebook, none of that. So, and the family, which now knows who she is because the dad was there, takes her in for a little while. She spends three months at their home. What? I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like as their daughter, <clears throat> I I wasn't there. But, sure. but but every day, she, I mean, I think they just wanted to talk to their daughter. Oh, man, so she basically, yeah, I know, I know, <sighs> I know, which, uh, well, let me, I'll circle back to that in a second. But so she's there for three months, every day exhibiting a mannerism or speaking about such familiarity about someone or something in that home that she had that family convinced on a daily basis that she was the embodiment of their daughter, Mary Roth. Wow. <laughs> now, after those three months... Just as suddenly as it all started, she turns to the family, tells them it's time for her to go home. So they get a second chance to say goodbye to their departed daughter. Oh, wow. Wow. She goes back to her, her home and in short order uh, resumes her previous life. The voices eventually stop. And in like seven years, she marries a farmer, moves to Kansas and, <laughs> and, and leaves all that behind her. It's all done. Wow. Jesus. Okay. So, <laughs> right. so this is very rare. Right. right. So, so actual possession, very rare. Um, so, and, and as you can hear, it, 
didn't seem to harm anybody. It actually gave both. Fa- I mean, good, good, the good kind of position. Good yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it gave it gave the Roth family closure, yeah. and you know, a, a, wow. a further cha- a chance to say goodbye to their daughter, and uh, got her, you know, a little bit of notoriety and attention. Yeah, sure. and, man. Yeah, it was, it's fascinating. I believe I, I believe her house is still standing. And it's well. like, what? But my question would be, what kind of parents would send a child out to live <laughs> with someone else? You know what? Eh, it's it a different time, Ryan. It, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know if money changed hands. Yeah. I don't. Ah, there it is. I don't know what was going on. Ah. Well, you know, if you've got a child who's who's suddenly a celebrated spirit medium, there yeah. I would think there was probably a couple of bucks also, in it. So if you have a child who's possessed, maybe you don't want that child in your house for a while. <laughs> well, throw that out there. Well, what I was going to say is, so then the question of, do you really want to get rid of the spirit for any of these situations? I mean, if, if and, and, and we'll talk about what the procedure would be to do so, but let's say you are experiencing some sort of manifestation in your home. Step number one is to see if there are any other reasonable explanations for these things. Sure, sure that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So, got a cold spot? Eh, well, Check see. How's the insulation? Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. You know, yeah, how's yeah. that window that's nearby? How's yeah. that space heater? Yeah. And, you know, and if you can't get the bottom of it, then you bring in a professional, be it, you know, a plumbing and heating person. Or, you know, oh, something oh, like, oh, that kind of That kind of professional. Oh, not like, oh, not oh, like oh, we're oh, a no young No, no, we're not, we're not, we're not dealing with, you know, exorcisms or anything like that. No, you know, if we're talking about other more uh, less off the beaten path reasons for these things to be sure. happening. So if there's knocking, could be the pipes. Check it out. You know, right. could, the house settling mm. oftentimes. Do your due diligence. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an old house. It makes noises. We know this. Right, right. Whatever it is. Um, but if you've been able to rule out those things after reasonable amount of investigation, and I don't mean getting the ghost hunters out. I mean, <laughs> again, the people who would be able to, you know, carp- carpenters and, and other people who look at houses and know why they make noises. Um, if you can rule all that stuff out, and if, you know, you hear laughter in the middle of the night coming from your living room and no one's there, um, <laughs> you know, for instance, or the gray lady shows up, <laughs> then, you know, or, or your kid speaks in right. vo- other Some voices, other you know, whatever. Okay, well, then maybe, you know, maybe there is a spirit. I'm not going to say there isn't. Sure. And it's it's okay to be open to that. But... The question is, is this harmful? Do we want to, why would, why do we want to get rid of this? Why are we in, in such a mad rush? And I think the big answer is the media that we're raised on. I think mm. that's a great point. Like first instinct, fear. Do you have to be? Definitely. <laughs> well, and, and, and we're living in a society that is one of the few in the world that reacts to the idea of the spirit world as one of fear. Uh, lots of other places on earth have, you know, ghost lore, tales, and it's not a negative. And in fact, when you when I was doing Supernatural Chicago, I would often talk to people after the show, after they've been hearing me talk about ghosts for 90 minutes, and they want to tell me about theirs. Sure. And which I considered a tremendous honor. And across the board, what you hear are stories of reassurance from a deceased grandparent or things like that people coming yeah. to them in their dreams and and telling them everything's okay mm-hmm. or 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 feeling a, a, a caress on their arm something reassuring and that's most of the time what you'll hear if you talk to people who've been through this sort of thing uh the idea that spirits are are out to get you that that sort of conflict exists because if they if our TV and movie products didn't have the conflict, then you've got no drama. Right. True. Real boring. You yeah. Know, yeah. Person, I don't speak for all of America, yeah. but for myself, I will say, you know, what really, what I think really put that seed in my brain at an early age was those scary stories that tell in the dark books. Oh, uh, no, I, I'm not familiar with those. They were Must a, have been a Missouri thing. <laughs> Definitely Missouri <laughs> thing. It was, you know, scary, scary stories. They're all fiction. Um, they never purported to be anything other than fiction, but they were very scary, but they had draw- these drawings. It was really illustrations that went along with them and they were just, how old were you? I was, uh, lower middle school for sure. when I started and the illustrations were like 
all the they were always of the ghosts or whatever and it was always like corpse-like but with hair and with like drip everything was like dripping you mm. know and it was just okay. very yeah. striking illustration yeah those of you not able to see what he's doing with his hands right now <laughs> drip, they're, yeah, they're yeah, dripping he's, he's moving he's gesturing wildly he's reliving his early childhood I can see it so clearly it's, uh, it sticks we, with me we're gonna need to talk him down after this I yeah think. a lot of therapy ahead of me Ooh, goodness I feel like I'm probably not the only one this oh. is a, no not at all yeah. it, it, it's epidemic so that's I think my primary message to people when they come to me about that is, are you sure? You know, this is, this is not, this shouldn't be a source of fear. We've just been conditioned to make it a source of fear. Yeah. And then beyond that, uh, if, if it comes time where you feel like you've got to get rid of whatever it is, or you'd like to, uh, I've been asked repeatedly if I would do medium work, Mm. which I don't do. Uh. because not not to raise Mr. Edwards's name again <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I I personally have an ethical problem with paying money to somebody to come over and do something I can do myself huh. and if you really want to make peace with the spirits if that's if that's your goal there there are lots of books that have been written to tell you how the the, the typical way is simply to Sit in your space, turn out the lights, put on, you know, light a candle. Uh, you don't have to smudge sage. You don't have to speak <laughs> Latin. Damn it. I yeah. trying. Well, so. you know, <laughs> if, if you're going for extra credit. Ah, okay. All right. All right. Good, good, good. <laughs> but just, just being in a space, in a meditative space, and speaking to whatever entity you feel is around you, and just making peace with that in a respectful way, is all you need. So you, you would suggest that, it, I mean, if somebody wants to, um, you know, get in touch with a loved one who has passed or something like that, I mean, is this the way to kind of go about it? I mean, is this the, well, the idea? Well, well if, you're, if you were specifically looking to perform a seance, that's a different ballgame. Right. I, th- I mean, we, I thought we were talking about no, try, no, we, trying yeah. to rid ourselves of spirits. Sure, we are. Sure, we are. But I'm not, taking but it in a new direction. I'm going, I'm going a whole different direction on this now. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so, okay yeah, let's, let's spin this somewhere Sorry, else. sorry. Yeah, we're going okay. this way. Um, so, I mean, you know, if someone wants to get in touch with uh, with a loved one or someone they've recently lost or something like that, I mean, what does that, what does it look like? How, do, how does something like that happen? Okay, well, well, first of all, usually when people want to get in touch with a loved one, uh, there are, there are grief issues. And mm. the first thing I would do would ask that person to maybe go through some grief counseling and just make peace with that. Mm. Um, I, I, that just seems like the most responsible thing. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Now, if there are other reasons, like where's the inheritance buried? <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. That's a, that's a different ballgame. It's very specific. That, uh, that is, and I'm not going to be able to help you with that either. Oh. But uh, <laughs> the traditional methods for trying to get in touch with the departed... I mean, go back a century. We're talking again about the birth of spiritualism, hmm. which was it, it was a whole religion based around the idea that the spirit endures, and not only does it endure, but we can con- we have the means to contact them. Yeah. Here's right. how we do it. Hmm. And one of the ways is uh, automatic writing. If you've ever heard of that, Mm-mm. in which you would hold a, a writing implement, a pencil or pen, on a uh, on a piece of paper in your hand, and just meditate, relax, and let your hand be controlled by other forces. Um, and I mean, there have been entire books written using this method, ostensibly written by spirits speaking with the people who are holding those pens and pencils. Oh, I've been doing it all wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> much easier. Idiot. <laughs> so, so that would be one way is automatic writing. Another way, which has gotten a, a very bad rap in recent years, again, thanks to our friends, the movies, uh, Ouija boards. Ah, yeah. there which, it is. Which uses the same method as automatic writing. Yeah, it's, right. yeah. I mean, it's very much automatic writing might be considered a more efficient way because <laughs> seems quicker. Because if you're just going letter by letter, you're here all day, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So Ouija board, very long way to go. Okay. Whereas uh, automatic writing seemed to be developed as kind of the shortcut. It's like, okay, spirits, you want to talk to me? The planchette's moving a little slow. Just direct my hand. Here's the pen. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're off and running. Nice. Um, so that would be another way. Uh, 
of course, there in the history of all of this, there have been mediums who just sit at a table with the with the lights out and close their eyes and channel the spirits and just say things. Right. And and you'd hear those. Uh, I cannot speak to the accuracy and the above board nature of, of that. Course. Right. Certainly, there have been several people who have been uh, deemed frauds who did that, such things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also say though that in in any of these instances. And even in my performance of Supernatural Chicago when I was in a reputedly haunted location, uh, even when I was doing things that were uh, theatrically contrived, because I am a performer. Of course, yeah. There would be from time to time responses I had not anticipated. Things would sometimes happen that uh, if one were in, you know, wearing one's believer hat, <laughs> would say, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just, just as in that setting, sometimes things can happen that, that can be startling and can touch you emotionally. So in, in this other situation as well. Um, but that's, that would be it. I, again, I think that the number one piece of, of advice I would give someone who really wanted, who felt this deep need to contact those they love who've passed on number one thing that i would say is you, know, you might want to consider some grief counseling good um just look inwardly there and make peace with the loss because this this isn't a substitute for grief fantastic yeah yeah Whew. yeah this has been absolutely fascinating i am so glad you came and join us thank you so much oh a pleasure um so uh, if people are in the chicago area as you said you're an entertainer and you are available for private events and things right and they I can am. find you on your website necromancerevents.com correct that's right um any new projects that you're working on that you want to yes i uh, i have a new show that i just premiered at the indianapolis fringe theater festival called near death experience nice and it's all about and this sounds really dark. It's all about our relationship <laughs> with mortality. Mm. Yeah, I know. Feel good hit of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but here's the thing. It 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 takes that subject matter and explores it in a very accessible way. As as uh, somebody who can take this and turn this into interactive theater, use magical and psychic demonstrations to to punctuate it and and bring people into the conversation. It's it's a lot of fun. And by the end of it, makes you really think about ab- about your life in a whole new way. And what an important conversation to have and to start, so that other people can have outside of the experience too. Exactly, so that's amazing. Um, well, and as that develops, um, please keep us posted, and we will sure. share details. As and they keep and that has its own URL as well. the The show URL for that is Near Death X with a letter, so spelled N E A R D E A T H X. Dot com. Perfect. Nice. Good. Excellent. We'll make sure that's in our show notes yes. as well. So Check out the show notes. We'll link to it directly. You can just click it. Super easy. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much. This thank is you. this was phenomenal. Absolutely. I don't I don't know if I'm a believer, but I feel I feel better about it all. Feel better about I life do. in general. Well, yeah, I think so. Good. Me all too. Right. Excellent. Ryan, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, Adult Harder. Good answer. Yeah. What's your second favorite podcast? Definitely Drinking Lessons. What is that? That is a show by Stephen Luna. Sure is. And you know what he does? What? Drink stuff. Yeah. Stephen Luna. I don't know if you know this about him. What's that? As one of the co-hosts of the show. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Stephen Luna actually just recently started drinking. And the entire premise of this show is getting Stephen Luna to try new and exciting types of alcohol. Wow. It's almost like you've actually listened. And I don't think you have. I <laughs> so have. Of course I great. have. I please. It's true. Jordan Quattlebaum and I sit down with him every week. We give him some new a new cocktail. We give him some terrible beer. Mm. We give him, I don't know, something awful. Sometimes something wonderful. Usually something awful. I got to tell you, it's absolutely hilarious listening to Stephen Luna try some of these things for the very first time. He gives you his thoughts on what he's actually consuming, and it's great. And I got to tell you, I can't wait for him to try Malort. I cannot oh my God. wait I for Malort. I keep the Malort. I'm so excited about the Malort. Only a matter of time. So exciting. Drinking lessons on Media Empire Media. Boop, boop, boop. Man. That was uh, that was something. Uh, that was more than I bargained for, friends. It sure was. That was a really great interview. He is, I gotta say, and he's not here, so I feel like comfortable. Yeah, he's, he left. He's a pretty interesting guy. He's a pretty interesting guy. I mean, 
I, I I'll be honest, I didn't know what to expect going in. I wasn't quite sure what um, uh, what he was going to be all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was. Uh, I thought it was honest, right? It was. Uh, it was yeah. almost, dare I say, refreshing. Yeah, because usually when you talk about ghosts, um, sort of like we did, um, one, you know, you either believe in you, everything's a ghost, <laughs> right? Everything is a ghost, right? Or you are very skeptical and nothing is a ghost, right? Um, and he did a really nice job of kind of. I don't know. I feel like that doesn't. That's not the way to look at it. Neither, neither way is the way to look at that. Right. A nice job, kind of bridging that yeah. gap. Yeah. Sort of finding that nice, uh, that nice middle ground. Um, yeah. While also giving like weirdly good advice about what to do about ghosts. Right. And and I like that his advice. His advice was not necessarily just like here's what you can do to get rid of them, but also like you know here's some very practical things you can do outside of, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you know, if you're trying to reach a loved one, you know, maybe the first step is grief counseling. Before right. You, start, right. Uh, you know, and that kind of stuff, uh, it was, I, cause you know, I brought up, I brought up the John Edwards, then, you know, the, the you did, scammer you that name up there and stuff. And, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know. He, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was impressive. Yeah. So at some point I'd like to put his, uh, his skills to the test. I'd like yeah. to, I'd like to re- maybe we can have him back sometime. We can actually, See what he's made of. I like that. I think we that got a great. nice background, but I want to want to push it further. I want to I want to I want to see it in action. All right, we'll, we'll invite him back and uh, we'll see what he thinks about that. Mm. All, All right. right. Well, do you have anything else to add about ghosts, Ryan? I have nothing to add about ghosts other than you know what? What? I still don't think I believe, mm-hmm. but I feel better about it all. You feel better about not believing. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> I feel I feel better <laughs> about my position. I, I feel better that, you know, um, you don't have to know, I think, is really what it's all about. And that, that, that's how I felt all along. I, right. I don't, you don't have to know. Yeah. Right? Because I don't. It's okay not to know, except for the fact that, well, everything is ghosts. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Adult Harder is a production of Media Empire Media, and our theme song was composed by Stephen Luna. We'll see you next week. Media Empire Media.